for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 8th, 2014. This is episode 129 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, attackoftheandroids.com. Did you see the wave? We're, we're trying to get the wave going, but there's only three of us. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much. I'm, uh, I think I'm the only one this show without any facial hair, so hooray. Hey, well, just because you're 12, I mean, that's fine. It'll come in soon. I keep having to hey, uncheck sure. the box that says let him be 18 to join because Eric can't join because he doesn't have facial hair. Mm-hmm. The it's facial unfair. recognition doesn't, doesn't let him. Also joining us, Joey Kelly. Welcome back after, like, a year hiatus. Well, I was here briefly for episode 100, as you might recall. Uh, but speaking of the beards, I am starting to become more like Cy from Duck Dynasty. Everywhere I go, I've got uh, Southern-style sweet tea and a beard. Mm. So I wouldn't... I'll, I'll edit that out for your sake. <laughs> no, actually, I won't. Uh, so, all sorts of Android stuff talked about. Uh, I would like to start things out with, since Joey's back with us, you've been jamming some Republic Wireless for a while now. Uh, are you on the Moto G, or what, what are you using? Tell us about it. Um, okay, so here was the basic deal. Um, we were looking for a way to cut our wireless bill. I was paying about $125 a month after taxes for three lines with no data, just calling and texting. Um, so we were going, okay, how do we cut the costs? And with Republic Wireless, I was able to go down to, for the equivalent plan, $10 per month per phone. So it would have been like, let's see here, 30, after taxes, it would have been like $35 a month for all three phones. So it was an incredible savings. Um, It wasn't quite that cheap because we actually added data to one of the phone lines. So it wound up being not as large of an increase, but we literally cut the phone bill in half um, and uh, a little bit more than half and were able to add uh, data to one line. So um, I jumped the gun and bought the Moto X for one line. Great phone, top of the line, highly recommended. Google Now, awesome, very nice. But this is a Moto G. This is the 8-gig Moto G. Um, It's the wussy one, as it were. Um, But you know what? Um, It still can play... Very nice podcasts from Beyond Pod, like the Buffer Overflow Show, um, you know, and <laughs> shameless self-plug right there. Um, and uh, it, it's it's a nice phone. Um, it does not have the reception on either Wi-Fi or the cell network that the Moto X has. It does not have as good of an antenna. Um, it does not have Google Now. But it's also half the price. 
the 8 gig one is 149 and they'll sell you a 16 gig one through Republic Wireless for 179 um, in my opinion, if there's any parents out there that are looking to get their kid a cheap device that doesn't necessarily have to have a plan with it, one of the cheapest things you can do right now is to buy a $149 Moto G from uh, Republic Wireless, keep service on it for a month, then drop the service. You know, and there you go. You got a $149 Android uh, iPod Touch, essentially, and then you can add phone, uh, add phone or texting or data to it as you want. Um, the the service itself through Republic Wireless is largely dependent on where you are. They use Sprint towers, um, but the first time I, rep- I I tried Republic Wireless, I had their first phone and the first generation of their phone. After um, I sent that phone back, they came out with a new generation with a dual band antenna. The reception got a lot better. This Moto G is infinitely better than that first phone was. I go most places, and I don't have problems making calls. There are a few places that that you have spotty reception, but you get that with any carrier. And frankly, the ability to pop a wireless access point onto an Internet connection and instantly get cell phone service through that Internet connection is incredible. If you have a dead spot in your house, you add a wireless access point, voila, you have cell phone service. And frankly... The, the quality is just as good as a cell phone, if not better. Um, the texting and everything works right over the Wi-Fi. And if you're willing to not have data when you're on the run, if you just want calls and texts when you're, when you're away from Wi-Fi, 10 bucks a month. Can't beat it. And it's fast? The speed's? Uh, well, if you're using the $10 a month plan like what I have, your speed is dependent upon the Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Because you don't have running data. Right, right, right. Um, it, depending on where you are, if the Sprint air, uh, service in your area has 3G or 4G, you can either get 3G or 4G. Uh, 3G unlimited is 25 bucks a month. 4G is 40 bucks a month. I like how on their website, on the $10 a month plan, they say you get unlimited data over Wi-Fi. Yes. Because it's not data. It's Wi-Fi. So, wait a (laughs) sec. I see what you're saying. I'm I'm confused. Uh, Well, what they're trying to tell you is that you can call or text from wherever. From anybody's internet. Eric? Oh, oh no. Eric. It says unlimited talk and text over Wi-Fi and cell. And then underneath that, it says unlimited data over (laughs) Wi-Fi. I think they're selling you something that's free already. Uh, now, true. Oh, yes. public wireless. That's awesome. You silly people. All right, uh, Eric, tell us about CyanogenMod Mod and their plans for Android L. Is the L Ooh. is the L for later? Is that what it it stands for? Later? <laughs> no, the L stands for labyrinth. Oh, um, yes. Like David Bowie. It's very confusing. Yeah. God, I hope not. It's a good um, movie. <laughs> the was it really? I'm pretty sure it was when I was a kid. Uh, maybe not so much now. Somebody should remake it. What's uh, What's Lucas doing? What's Spielberg doing? Can we get them yeah, on this? I don't think Lucas is doing anything anymore. Can you guys remake Labyrinth for me? <laughs> so L um, <laughs> is for moving on, and it's... <laughs> it, the, the whole blog post here was because... Uh, L was announced at I.O., but as we talked about on the last show, it was just a it was a developer preview, so it's only available for 
a couple of devices and it's in beta and it sucks and it destroys phones. Um, so this was the CyanogenMod team just putting it out there that um, they're not going to they're not going to start development of CN12 until uh, until Android L has been finalized, if you will. Um, I thought it was a good blog post. It explained a lot of stuff. It let them let people know that they're going to be working off of um, you know Android 4.4.4, improving that. Um, so you know, I think that's fine. I I just actually updated to uh, to the latest M of CM11, and it's good. I'm they've they've implemented some stuff from L, so I don't think it's a big deal if we. Um, if we have to wait a little longer. Well, I read over the blog post, and frankly, it, it's pretty, you know, this is coming and whatnot. And the way I view CyanogenMod is that it's kind of like a accessory for a new car model that's coming out. Until the car model actually comes out, you don't want to be making the accessory available, because what if they make a change uh, it, just before it's released and it doesn't fit? You know, but but the point in... they can also update and not have to worry about the carriers pushing these updates. So it it may get fixed quicker than it, those of us on you know four four two or or whatever. But it depends yeah. on it depends on the device you have, right? Like I haven't messed with CM yeah. since I got off the GNX. The Moto X stock is just beautiful, and I didn't want to lose things like my active notifications because I love that. So you know. I might put it on the Nexus 10 here. It just sits here. I don't even touch it anymore ever since I flashed it. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, well. But, yeah. Speaking of which, is it me or are, are, are a lot of the reasons to ROM your phone kind of being supplanted by newer versions of Android as there's more feature-rich? So it's like the, unless you're the hardcore tinkerer that just has to mess with it, it's almost like, if you wait another six months, half the features that you were going to get out of flashing are going to be built in. So, well, what was the, the main reason? It wasn't. It is... What was the main reason? It wasn't features. It was because the skins and the themes and the sense and the Moto Blur were just ridiculous. I mean, that's why I started, and from what I've read, that's why a lot of people started. So once once the, you started seeing devices come out with either better versions of those or none, like we saw with Moto Blur, just gone, you know, you kind of didn't need it. And you also saw Android getting, a, like you said, some of those features, some of the notification stuff I've noticed from old CM is like it made its way into like, what was it? Not Jelly Bean. What was the one? Maybe it was Jelly Bean. But like you started to see a lot of that stuff. So it it stopped being worth it, I guess. I don't know. Especially if you only have one phone. Like, I can't mess my daily driver up just tinkering, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I will say, though, that with uh, with the CM's team push towards the milestone releases every month, um, stability and stuff has gotten Those were much, cool, much for sure. I was definitely digging those. That was kind of towards the tail end of, of when I was I was playing with the GNX. But, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, a- anything I, else from... I think you'd enjoy it if you put it on the Nexus 10. You know, it's... Something it's different, nice. right? Yeah, for sure. And so, also no, nothing else on that, I don't think. Okay, and we we talked about it last week about the whole the speed the speed boost thing or whatever, right? I'm pretty sure we mentioned that. <laughs> 
that thread. Oh, remember yeah. the comment thread? We were okay. I'm I'm pretty sure we we mentioned it. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I, I threw that in the show notes yeah, from okay. last week. Too, okay, cool. So if you want to reminisce, it's listen in to there. last week's episode. All right, uh, let's see. Cult of Android has an article about the five Android L features you don't know about. Oh my mm. goodness! Did you know about any of these? I did not. Factory reset protection. A kill switch, in essence? Mm -hmm. I I like that from a security standpoint in that you can't just have your phone wiped by some jerk that stole it. Um, But I don't understand this next bit. Lower audio latency? The the first paragraph says, audio latency has always been the Achilles heel of Android. What the flying heck are they talking about? It's... The people that make music like on their iPads, like I don't. This is the thing. Just bear with me. This is the thing. People make uh, music on on their iPads, or they DJ. Put that in air quotes. They DJ with their iPads. Uh, you can't do that on Android because the way the audio latency is, it's too high to be able to do anything like that in in real time. So they're saying that they finally managed to get that down so that developers can look at the OS as a platform for making apps which will help musicians and composers. Because right now, it's pretty piss poor. So this would be the Android device as a guitar app? Or Or as like... Guitar amp? I I picture it more as like a a looper and a beat pad. So you have the response time. The second I touch it, that signal goes out into the mixer, into the or whatever you're doing. Instead of having a lag there, you know, like uh, we have a machine over here. You know, let's say you're beat. at the club. You're, you're at the club up in and the you're, club you're dropping some sick with beats. a bottle full of bub. Sure, let's and let's you, say that. You Eric. just want, <laughs> you know, the the dubstep's going, and you whoop, want to drop whoop, the bass. Whoop 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 whoop, and the bass <laughs> drops, but it's late. Do you know what it's that late. does to a party vibe? You can't drop like, the bass what? late. What? You cannot. Where's the bass? No. I ordered that base like 0.5 seconds ago. I ordered that base. <laughs> uh, you're not getting a tip because my base was 30 minutes late. So thank you. You can eat my base. Uh, they say other audio related changes in Android L include an increased sampling rate, 96 kilohertz. All right. That sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> Your mic is clipping when there's loud stuff. So that's. Okay, you got it. Fine, it's okay. I'll not play any club music in my that. in my earphones. Then there we go. There we go. Uh, uh. So other audio related changes in Android L. We have 96 kilohertz sampling rate, better dynamic range with floating point USB audio support, and more. You remember back in the day when I had that Transformer Prime? And I was like, man, this would be super sweet if you could plug in a headset to it and use the headphones and the mic, but you couldn't. With mm-hmm. this possible USB audio, maybe that'll uh, that'll happen. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, new new camera APIs. Hmm? Did you know about that? Ooh, that will allow no. for um, some rich camera apps to make their way to the Play Store and get rich. Hell yeah. I like that. I like the sound of that. It'll give you controls over the camera, like exposure time, ISO level, AE lock, exposure compensation, video stabilization, and more. And Okay, see, now that's something and, I was asking for like three years right? ago. Right? And DNG support, you know? 
What is DNG yeah. support? Is that raw? What is what is that? I'm not familiar with DNG. DNG support. isn't raw. Raw is R A W. Um, DNG. I'm wondering if they meant PNG, but I. Um, I, I, either I'm the missing the format. Google, I will or... tell you that it's digital negative. Digital negative is an open, lossless, raw image format written by Adobe and used for digital photography. Thank you. Okay, so this is the open source raw implementation as opposed to the Nikon and the Canon proprietary raw. Okay, uh, for those that aren't aware, um, I'm still messing with photography. Uh, Nikon and Canon. Um, both wrote their own proprietary raw formats, uh, which is basically just a raw dump of all of the sensor values on the camera lens. And the problem is, from a software standpoint, the two formats compete, and they are not the same, so you have to write two different interpretation levers, uh, layers uh, for, for the different type of software, which is not a big deal if you're Adobe and you're worrying about Photoshop. But if you're you know, the folks behind the GIMP, you know, you have to write two completely different uh, independent interpretation layers in order to get the stuff into your software. If it's an open source, uh, open source raw format, hopefully everyone's going to start to switch to it and adopt to that, which will mean that hopefully you'll be able to get cross-platform support for software. And that also helps out with hardware too, and it really helps out with the editing tools because it levels the playing field. You no longer have to buy Photoshop just to get something that will interface with your camera. Um because they're so big, Nikon and Canon, generally speaking, everybody writes a layer for them. But if you're Olympus or if you're um, Sony, Panasonic, uh, Polaroids, even making digital SLRs last I knew, they can write their own format, and it may not be in all the software. So if there's an open format, there you go. Nice. Write once, cover many. Um, cool. Uh, one of the other features um, they talked about, which you guys are probably familiar with, is the hardware-assisted hot word, um, which, in layman's terms, it's it's you know gives it gives the phone the ability to um, use like Google Now functionality while the device is sleeping, um, which is something that currently, according to the article, I think I don't know. I for some reason I was thinking the Moto, not the Moto G, the other one. Moto yeah, the X. Moto G. I, I thought the Moto G could do this too, but. Moto um, X can, Moto G can't, at least out of the box. Because the X8. There you go. Right? It's using the X8 in the in the Moto X. Right. Right. You know what I and want I is the function using all the X's. I want... That thing is, is creepy. The Google Now sleeping functionality, where you can just talk to the thing. Because here's, here's the problem with it. It's not creepy in and of itself. Okay? The Google Now functionality, that's fine. Not a big deal. Not, not worried about that. What I am worried about is who else can turn on that microphone while it's listening, and who can record me? That's creepy. creepy. You walk around with a microphone in your pocket. Like, that's creepy? I mean, come on. Or just the fact that it has the capability that someone could hack it possibly and turn it on? I mean... Just the, just the possibility of being hacked and having if you, someone recording when you don't know. If you worried about that... And all that stuff, like, you would just never leave the house, dude. God, just chill out. It's cool, man. I wear a tinfoil hat. You know what I want is the ability to make that hot word something else. Like, ayo phone. And then it's like, (laughs) what? And I'm like, search. Yo, straight out of Compton, home phone? (laughs) No, yo phone. Or something like, okay, Google now. Like, that's the worst. I want to say, like, yo phone or something similar. 
Anyway. What up, Moto Ant? Hey. Just hey. I mean, that'd be cool. Hey. And it's like, huh? <laughs> All right, and then of course okay, some more. Uh, Every time, the number of times you say "hey" in a day, that phone would be constantly hey. on asking you what you wanted it to do with. It. That's fun. More times than not, I'd be talking to it. Uh, also, open GLES three point one support, which is cool for games. Yeah, yeah. I think There's... that's the. To me, that's that's one of the bigger things that I'm excited about. Is it going um, to help them bring Unreal it, to my phone? Like Unreal 04, even, I would be happy with? I I have no idea, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know I don't know much about Unreal, but I can tell you that it will uh, it will bring more capabilities to people that are like really serious about doing game development. Um, if you're doing game development a lot on Android, a lot of folks use the uh, a lot of folks they don't use the SDK, they use the MDK. Uh, which is the native development kit, um, so they can get like lower level stuff, and you can you can use OpenGL in there. Um, so, you know, I I the Android people constantly updating these OpenGL versions in each release um, is a can only be a good thing in my opinion. So here's a question for you: Are we going to see PC games on mobile? Or are we going to see cross-platform games that can be run in an interpreted environment across multiple platforms? Well, we're already seeing that, right? Like uh, Shadowgun Dead Zone, you can play multiplayer with your tablet or a computer using a mouse and keyboard or an iPod or iTablet, what's it called? iPad, (laughs) right? Or uh, Facebook, which is a weird, like, Okay, I mean that's that's cool, I guess, but it, it makes it it makes it kind of odd because you're putting like when I play on the tablet and I'm in a room with a bunch of kids on mouse and keyboard, like you get slaughtered because it's yeah. a mouse and keyboard is much more accurate and easier to turn around and all this. Uh, same same goes the other way, you know. If you're on a tablet playing with some kids on a crappier tablet, you know, different hardware, it's it's a different experience. But I mean, we're already seeing that kind of stuff. I remember that when back in the day when um, oh when um, Halo came out for the PC, they actually issued a patch to change the version number. It was very little, very little else was done, just changing the version number, and it made the version number for Halo on the PC different than the version number of Halo on the Xbox. Because the people in the Xbox on Xboxes were getting slaughtered right. by those of us on PCs. Because playing a because, first person with a controller freaking sucks. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because you know, oh, hold on, let me move my analog stick, and I'm going to slowly dead. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and the rest of us were just going, hoo, ping, hoo, ping, hoo, ping, 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 you know. So I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where. It's not just can you play the game in multiple places, but can you offer the same experience? Right, right. And that is, I mean, so far. And that's one of the few that I know of that have done it that well to where everyone's playing in the same the same thing. Eric, are you down with this? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I really don't care. I, I have another story that's in the that's in You're the just mad that, about the um, ooh, yeah. What's that? You're mad about the ooh yeah, and that's fine. I, I'm, yeah. I feel your pain. Oh, what, what, no, what, I just what, have what, to be mad about. about. 
Uh, I just have concerns about mobile gaming overall. And the, what what are those concerns? Uh, that, Let's jump right into that, please. Share share me your concerns. Well, it so this this is a story. Um, it's actually about an iOS game, but I think that it you know it it underlines a potential problem with all mobile gaming, which is um, Bandai Namco, which we may remember from our childhood. Sure, makes a lot of games. They uh they released a free to play version of Tales of Fantasia on iOS, and um, it's free to play, but like all these, you know, free to play games, like there's in-app purchases and things like that. Um, they just decided, like they they posted um, when I don't know if there's a date on this. I think it was like yesterday, the day before. Thursday. Uh, they just posted a notice. Yeah. Yes. Posted a notice on the App Store that said, uh, "We regret to inform you that we will cease distribution of this app on August 28, 2014." On this date, the app and all associated services will become unusable. This includes in-app purchase items already purchased and saved data. Furthermore, sale of in-app purchase items will conclude on 729. But they're going to they're going to give you your money back for all those in-app purchases you wasted money on, right? Sure. Nope. Um, not really. Didn't you read the terms of service? Huh. I'm sure that I'm sure that it said we can we can screw you and you have to smile while we do it. Um, <laughs> and if you don't smile, we'll do it again. Yeah. Until you do. Exactly. Right. Until you smile. Until you now, smile. did they say? Did they give any kind of a justification? Like we're spending ninety million hours a week developing for this, and it's not <laughs> paying for itself? Or do they just no. Be like no, we're done? Uh, I think they just said no, we're done. Uh, nothing in this. Nothing in this little release uh, indicates anything other than um, we're doing this on these dates. Sorry. Um, was this a beta? Full... No, it wasn't a beta. It was a game. Uh, well, <laughs> I understand like... that, but it wasn't like this will self-destruct. I feel like if you would have went into the terms of service, all would have been revealed. <laughs> This I, is this is probably true. Bring me the it's tablets of the fault. terms and let us decipher them. I the I the lesson here is you know regardless of all these people that say mobile gaming is you know it's the future and free to play and blah blah blah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I you know if I want to play Tales of Fantasia, I'll go on eBay. I will pay fifteen bucks and get the Game Boy Advance you know, version of it that's mine. Yeah. I own it. Yeah. I can play it whenever I want. This free-to-play crap is only, it's only asking for trouble. It's ephemeral, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to last. It's just, it's just hanging out, trying to catch a break, trying to make a bill, and then it's out. Flappy Bird. I call it the Flappy Bird Complex. Yeah, it's the Flappy Gate Syndrome. But flappy, right? Well, yeah. So I don't know. And, I think I mean, you, you put could... it best. It's it's ephemeral. Can... Like there's this there's this mindset, and it's the same with these music streaming services. It's the idea that you don't get to own anything. We will we'll push it to you, and you can consume it as long as we want you to consume it. And then we can take it back, and it's ours. And then in ten years, we can pull it out of the Disney vault and re-release it and, and you resell can buy it, again. it to you again. And then you can give yeah. us more monies. No, read it, read it, and weep. I still got the CD. Throttle. I don't. I don't know what that is. 
quite possibly the greatest title that LucasArts ever released. Ah, back in 89? Was that 92? Um, <laughs> 94, Not, actually. Uh, IBM, CD-ROM, or compatible. Nice. Yeah. For those of Record. you watching, uh, what's that show? Halt and Catch Fire? <laughs> The IBM compatible. All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's see. Yeah. I feel like we're... anyway, I still got the CD. I can like, still use an old OS. I can still use an emulator, and I can still play this sucker. And do Full you though? RPG. But do you? When's the last time you actually played that crap? I tried to create uh-huh. a, um, uh-huh. a Windows in uh, actually a, a, a DOS six two two install uh-huh. to run it on, and and um, it. Uh, didn't work. Ah, interesting. So you actually can't play it, is what you were... I, no, I can. Uh-huh. I just need to find the right... Okay. Well, when you do, you can. Yeah. But until that... Play with some IRT settings. Right? Just have fun. Yeah. All right. Never well, tried to play, I play with the IRQ settings through VirtualBox. Oh, crap. <laughs> Let's rehash some more stuff from last week. Uh, Eric, share with us 11 dumb and awesome tricks Android Wear, the watch, can already do. Did you know about these tricks? No, I didn't. People, this is so amazing. People on Android are um, so lucky. <laughs> people are great. Can Can iPhone do this? I don't think so. Order a pizza from your watch. Right? Please. I mean, actually, I, I, the other day, like, I... I was in a frame of mind where I didn't want to go anywhere and I didn't want to talk to anybody and I just wanted to sit and I wanted food. So I actually like reinstalled the pizza app on my phone and then ordered that way. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. So if had I had a watch on, I mean, that looks like it's really hard to do, but you know, pizza's round, watches round, whatever. Can't imagine this would be fun. You can turn um, off. You know when? You know when I will buy one of these watches? What? When it will talk to my fo- when I can talk into the watch, and it will talk to my phone, and my phone will talk to my car, and then my car will talk back to me, and then drive over to me if I ask it to. I'm pretty Under sure words, that's that's. Pick me up around the front of the building. That's the movie Batman, and I'm pretty sure something would get lost in translation, and your car would like drive itself off a cliff or something. The movie Batman. Try the TV show Knight Rider or Inspector Listen, Gadget. I don't, I don't think any of you are reading Dick Tracy or yeah. Mm. Sure. It says here that there is a Lyft app where you can tap and you can call a car. So, so the future is here, my friend. Listen to this. You just need to read. Uh, out of and this, you can a plane. Out of this list, right? You can basically, you can set the tone with music and your lighting. If you have Philips Hue, you can take a flight somewhere to hit on strangers and then put them in the trunk of your lift back to the hotel where you control music and then turn off the lights, board the plane to get back home. While you have a sing-along, you, use... you tweet about it, and there you go. And then if they speak only Spanish, you can brush up on your language skills while right? you're at it. This is the most ridiculous list. Gizmodo, come on. I know. I, I put it in the doc just because I found it hilarious. No, yeah, that, I it's mean, the good. Pizza one is enough. Set up a do-anything button. All right. 
Okay. Do that, anything. If this, Quick. if this, then that is kind of cool. But again, I don't like. What are you gonna do if somebody uploads a picture of me on Facebook? Send them a creepy message and then send my car to their house. Like, what yeah. are you? I mean, the, the problem with this is that this is an auxiliary device that talks to a phone. It's a fancy remote control for your phone that you can put on your wrist. I'm not saying it isn't cool. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying that it's not its own standalone device. So you're adding an expensive gadget to a really expensive gadget. Yeah, but it's I th- I think it's iterative. It's I mean, watch is fine. It's just like, okay, look, we made it this small, and then pretty soon we'll make it this small, and then we'll put it in you, and then then I'll be excited. Until it's in me, it's starting to sound I'm not, like the phones from Zoolander. Right? Until it's in me, I'm not excited. Eric, are you excited? I mean, it's not in me, so of course I'm not. Well, there you go. Would you brush up on your language skills, just you and your watch? Just sitting yeah, by yeah, a fireplace? Sitting by a Chromecast fireplace? Just... A little glass of Pinot. Right? Some Pinot Gris, just talking French to your watch? Waiting for your Tinder? wrist. Just waiting for your Tinder hookup to board his plane and hop over. Would you like to turn on the electric fireplace via the home automation app? Ah, mademoiselle, your dirty little watch. Your dirty watch. I mean, seriously, at what point does this become stupid? I think we passed that. Uh, That was 15 minutes ago, yeah. Okay, good. Yep. All right, tell us about this. Oh, my goodness. Is my phone leaking my location through its little Wi-Fi antenna? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Eric, should we mm. be worried? I don't, I don't think you necessarily have to be worried. What if, but you're, I mean, it, what if you're running Honeycomb? Then should you be worried? Well, it's, it's starting in Honeycomb. <laughs> I, I read that, too, okay. and I was just like, really? Android really? 3.1. And Dude, above. And above. Um, so what the article is, is pointing out is that uh, the EFF found that um, from 3.1 and above, Android devices will broadcast the names of the last 15 Wi-Fi networks that that particular device has connected to. Um, Bro- broadcast so to much like, what? Just anything that sends it the command, or it's just yelling this out as you walk down the street? Okay, hold on. Flag on the play. Fundamental misunderstanding of how technology works. And I'm surprised the EFF is on the wrong side of this one for once. In Tell order, us, Joey. In order for a wireless device to determine if a network is in range or not, it has to be constantly checking on the various Wi-Fi frequencies for wireless access points that it recognizes. Now, it can do that in one of two ways. It can do that in the put out a burst and let whatever's in the, in, the, uh, in the area come back to it and say, hey, look, is everything here? Uh, you know, hey, what's out there? And then let everything come back to it. Or if you're talking about power efficiency, it can send out the last, in this case, 15 networks that it's connected to and say, are any of these available? Nope. That's a heck of a lot easier than sending out, okay, what's available, and then deciphering, you know, that par- parsing that list and trying to match it up. So 
it, this is a power saving feature. It's a speed feature because the last 15 wireless networks are usually the ones that you're connected to most recently. Uh, and the most recent ones are usually your most popular ones. So it's going to latch onto a network that you're, that you're seeing more often faster because it's broadcasting it. And two, if you've got, or in, in, in addition to that, if you have a hidden wireless network, it has to transmit the name because otherwise it will never get a response. It will just send out traffic forever and ever and ever on all the wireless frequencies, and that, and that wireless access point will never respond with a name because it's hidden. So who cares then? What's, what's the big deal? They say to fix it, you go into advance and where it says keep Wi-Fi on during sleep, like mine says always, you can turn it to never, and that won't. Okay. This sounds so stupid. So what that will mean is that if, you're, if you walk into your house and your phone is in sleep mode, which isn't uncommon, um, your phone will not attack, attach itself to your wireless access point until you wake it up. And then it yells out for the last 15 points it's been to. <laughs> yes, and then it yells out for the last 15 points. And then what? Been. Somebody's there sniffing packets and is like, Aha! I got you. Basically. That's retarded. I'm sorry. This so, is okay, let me understand this, though. If, if this is the standard of how it works, then why is it that um, not all Android phones are affected? Why is it that some iOS because devices are affected, but those running the last two versions of iOS are not affected? Not all of them have those Wi-Fi settings in them, right? And they also yeah, say but I don't also think about laptops and, and whatnot. So this it depends upon it depends upon what your what your what your priority is. If your priority is security and not disclosing anything, then you simply don't send out the names of the last fifteen. Then get rid of your phone and get a black phone. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. that's your worry. Yeah, I, one of my one of my former actually one of my coworkers. I can't say former. He you know he was uh, he was obsessed with security. He will not get one of those GPS transponders that allows you to drive through toll booths on the interstate. Makes sense. They track you with that. Got right. tinfoil on it. But, but he had two smartphones at the time. At the time. <laughs> also being tracked with little smart little smartphone tinfoil hats on them. Exactly. So, which is which is your greater issue? The the point being that the only the only way that you're going to be safe on on this kind of thing is to be unplugged, you know. And and anything other than that is is safe or not safe. I like but the I, I like the comment here. There's one comment. It says, "This is why my Motorola StarTac 550 still rocks. Go analog." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's that's terrible. Eric, stop putting dumb articles in the rundown, please. I'm totally okay. kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I actually enjoy them sometimes. Uh, tell me if I wipe my phone regular, like, if I just do a regular wipe, will that adequately delete the data, Eric? Well, gee, Matt, thanks for asking. I I'm glad. The answer is no. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is this is something that if if we were to ask ourselves, is this possible? We would probably say yes. This makes total sense. Um, but the way that um, the way that it seems the Android wipe is currently working is that all it does is mark um, mark sectors available to write to, just it like on a computer. Any data, right? That's all a computer does, unless you're using erase programs, right? That actually rewrite yeah. zeros and one over the yeah. 
Right, the difference so, between a format and a DOD wipe. Right, exactly. So when you send your phone to Gazelle and they wipe it for you, or you wipe it and then you send it, or you, you need to get a replacement, so you wipe it and you send it to them, are there people from the NSA re-undeleting that information and then storing it? No, I think there are people from the internet scanning that information and putting your nudies online. Ooh, I see. Star.nude.jpg. <laughs> yeah. So the, well, the moral uh, of the story is don't out. take nudies. Yeah. Or the Snapchat nudies. With iOS, because of the, because of the hardware encryption, um, you know, when you do this wipe, like to, when you do a wipe on iOS devices, the you can't do these same tricks. Um, but with Android, you can, unless you have encrypted your uh, your data beforehand. Um, so unfortunately, there's no DBAN equivalent for for Android. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Google implements a more secure wipe. Somebody, um, you could get terminal tools, right, and get into command line and and do it that way because it's just Linux backend. So. But I, I get not everyone. Nobody's going to do that, right? But it's possible. Yeah, I think for the consumer, and there's and there's two options too. When you do when you do a factory reset, um, you know you have factory reset while keeping your data partition. You have factory reset while erasing your your data partition. That's so, not in a stock so, thing though. That's only in recovery in like clockwork recovery. Is that in regular? If people know how to get into that. I thought I so. I feel like just if you just um, go to settings, like in your phone, all you can do is factory reset. Back up and reset, erase factory data on the phone. I know you can't see that, but Well there's there's it, erase SD card as well. In storage. You have, so right. yeah, you're right. So there's two you have to you would have to go to two places. So on you the, people would need to actually reboot the phone into recovery mode to then get into those other options. Yeah, see, it's it's not very sure. It's, I like it, I that. Mean, there, it's a good point. It's not very friendly. I like that Avast actually purchased a bunch of smartphones from eBay. They they got twenty of them, right? And they said among the data that Avast employees recovered from the phones were more than forty thousand pictures, including two hundred and fifty nude male selfies, mm, ladies. Uh, along with 750 emails and text messages, 250 contacts, the identities of four phones, previous owners, five golden rings, and a partridge yeah. completed loan application. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. So how many – why did they just mention how many male selfies? How many – are the other – what is that? 28, 39,000 pictures, are those female nude selfies or – I don't know. Well, I think they're just pictures, sure. and and they found like some Facebook uh, posts and things like that. That's um, awesome. And they and they don't fail to point out at the very end that they um, that they have their own security app that you know oh, has a deletion tool. Really? So will it wipe your device better? It certainly will. Yeah. Yeah. You put that to the test there, stud. You got no, a device I think to wipe? It's, it's a good thing to point out, but consider the source and the fact that if if you had accidentally wiped your phone, you you'd be very grateful that they didn't they didn't overwrite to ones and zeros without telling you. So yeah, um, yeah. I, 
there's there's a balance there. I think that uh, Google just needs to figure out what's the best way to present it to the customers. Of, um, you know, do you just want to do you just want to wipe out Android and keep your stuff, or do you want us to like completely demolish uh, the entire hard drive? Oh. Yeah. Good stuff. Just yeah. take more nude selfies. I mean, if we've learned anything, it's that you should just take more nude selfies. So, good good lesson from that, Eric. I like that. Yep. So, mm. guys, email your nude selfies to Matt at yeah. attackoftheandroids.com. Where it will bounce promptly over to Joey at... Uh, tell us about, speaking of more security biz, do we need malware protection on Android? I'm going to guess no. But I don't know. Browser's a browser. Does it get poop on it? I don't know. Um, personally, I think that we're go- at some point there is going to be some malware that will find a way to get onto an Android or iOS platform. I do feel, however like I feel about Linux, that the OS itself started off as a hardened platform that has been opened up slightly as opposed to the Windows platform, which has been open and then tried to have been boxed back in. So I feel like it's a, a low attack vector. It's a small attack vector. But I do feel that it is not only possible but likely that it will happen. Crickets. Exactly. I don't know. Eric, you, you deal with this stuff a lot. Is this is this a, a thing? Or just another security app staying relevant? Well, I think there's, there's two ways to look at this. Um, the first is that I, I think that most users who are just going through the through the Google um, Play Store or using the Amazon Store, um, I I don't think they necessarily need a malware, uh, you know, protection app at all. Um, I think that if you're if you're using F-Secure or if you're in a country where you have to use something else to get your apps, um, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea, um, though. I, I kind of feel like it runs the gamut. Like whenever we see these tests of uh, like antivirus and anti-malware apps on Android, of which ones actually um, will secure your phone and which ones won't. Um, so it's I don't think that you can make a blanket statement. I need that you know I need an anti-malware app or I don't. Well, and all of those um, they're I think doing it depends on where you get your apps. All those are doing the same thing anyway. It's all heuristics and matching definitions and signatures. So like if if something comes out that's really nasty, chances are it's not going to catch it till it's too late anyway. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess for some people, right, if you're just blindly downloading everything, I, it's just going to slow your phone down. And that's, I mean, they come to that, right, at the, at the end of the article. He's like, you'd be foolish to blindly trust Google's vetting process to keep you safe, and there's no harm installing a security app, so as long as you pick one from a reputable company with a history of protecting against malware, you know, like Bitdefender, Avast, Lookout, and AVG, whether you need one, that depends on you. Huh. 
the, the people they talk about in the article, he says they both have opposing views on the subject, but the best way to keep your phone safe from infection remains, as always, the common sense and avoiding taking pointless risks. I just like to live my life that way, not even just on my phone. I just I use common sense, and I avoid taking pointless risks. You know what? Life is all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it. Yeah. I think it makes sense in a lot of cases. So, um, you know, I I the articles need if you go, especially if you go into like the blog posts of um, from like Ludwig, who says that uh, the Google guy um, Graham Cooley is you know full of crap. Um, you can sort of see the opposing views, but yeah. um, I think the article gets it right um, when they say just use common sense, and it depends on on your uh, your particular behavior. So behave yourself. <laughs> All Watch right. yourself. Uh, let's see. Google wipes out a few Google Play Edition devices, so now there are three left. Will this continue until mm. there is only one? Mm? I don't think so. That's good. they. Uh, I hope not. Um, they kept the good ones though. They the HTC One, the M8 uh, edition, which um, has been doing very well for HTC, and a lot of people like it. The Mate, um, the it's Moto a good G, one. Sure. the Mate, the Mate, <laughs> and the uh, the S, the Galaxy S4. Um, so what it's worth, the ones they got rid of for a lot of the pads and stuff. Here's a first generation HTC One, and I gotta tell you. Ever since the latest OTR, uh, OTA update, I don't know if it's the Sense or if it's the Android that they uh, that came with it, but it seems like it's bogged down and gotten slower. That's the poopy memory that they use in all of these things to keep them cheap. Same problem with the yeah. Nexus 10, man. Probably going to have that same problem with the Moto X in two more years. Oh, joy. That's I'll be honest, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some weird slowdowns right? only nine months in for my oppo. Planned obsolescence, so, brah. Planned obsolescence. Getting you at the hardware this, level. They might as well just backdoor that biz and let someone just crash it and be like, well, guess you need a new phone. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've been experiencing, like even last night when I was updating uh, CyanogenMod, um, just getting the phone into recovery mode... Um, takes 10 seconds longer than it used to like things are just really slowing down in weird places uh, and it makes me makes me wonder if, if they did just use cheap cheap hardware makes me not um, want to get old i don't want to slow down eric i can't slow down i i don't i don't think that's a relevant point. i don't want to get old eric now you got me all depressed <laughs> i said that well don't eric, worry don't ever get old and don't ever let me get old your flash memory won't slow down. That's fine. That's true. Well for, well, for what it's worth, I still think that this HTC One, it, because of its stereo speakers, is the best mobile music platform that I have ever owned. This, The speakers on this thing make the speakers on my tablet look like a piece of junk, and the, um, the Moto X isn't even close. I'll tell you, I've been dealing with that because in, in my work truck, like, there's a CD player and then a little tape deck. So I've been using a tape to plug into my phone, and the tape thing broke. So I've just been using my phone, like, on the – it's so terrible. When you're on the highway, like, you got to hold it up to your ear. Otherwise, you can't hear it. 
I would imagine yeah. having one with nice front front facing speakers would probably make a huge diff. I can shove this HTC One, which, by the way, I, I put all my phones in OtterBox cases because they're just ridiculously good cases. Um, but I can shove this HTC One inside my motorcycle helmet, and I can play music on it or audiobooks, and they will actually be too loud. Damn. How do you fit that giant phone and your giant head into a helmet? Well, my head isn't that big, jerk. But, but the phone um, is. I couldn't... Well, it, it actually... Like on the visor? Not, you can actually make a phone call on it. I'm not even kidding. Amazing. You can... You can you, it will actually widge itself like... Well, hold on. Do I have a helmet? Lying around, I might have it. It's all right. right. It's we, oh, need I don't to think we need the helmet. No, we no need you have to take my word for it. We, but believe we will. It, or not, it, it will actually fit underneath the helmet in this position, giving and you brain cancer. You talk on it. Jesus, I don't ever want a phone that big anywhere near that part of my my brain. That's my favorite part. All right, Eric, what's our email address, <laughs> please? Because there's a non-favorite part of your brain? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm not really thrilled with my limbic system right now. Eric, what's our email address, please? Well, Matt, if, if you want to send us some feedback, just send that to show at attackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> I love it. Uh, catch us every Tuesday live if you'd like. Attackoftheandroids.com slash live. There's a video embed there and a chat room, of course. If, uh, you can listen on Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review there. We appreciate that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, got a Facebook page, Google Plus Community, and a page, as well as all of our pages on all of those sites. I just mentioned. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow evening for Yats and Thursday for Point and Shoot. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. I really mean that this yes, time. I, I say that a lot. I really mean it this time, though. Like, have a great week. <laughs> It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.